I don't think you can help me out here, Deshaun. Uh-huh. He said, "How was? I don't, besides the XFL right now, has he ever had any success outside of WWE? Because I don't know what it else he's It can't be the really bodybuilding. The bodybuilding no, was not, not good. That was a fail. The, XFL the first time. Fail. fail. Um, WWE restaurant, WWE New York. Yes, fail. fail. Yeah, you, basically, you name it, and Vince McMahon, he has dropped the ball on it. It might have taken a while, but he's at least dropped the ball on things. So first week good, but let's see where it goes. Where it goes from here. Um, yeah. He has some good matchups there, and that, you know what? That's where we should go first. There, a little bit of XFL action on with your ears. But I, I, if I'm going to do the XFL, and we're going to do it right, I have to play some music. That is very familiar, and it has the sound footballish here, right? Oh yeah. So, so you know what I gotta play now. Cue it up, ladies and gentlemen. I got to do it. Here we go. If I can play it. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the XFL huddle. Yes, it sounds like the like the um, NFL huddle, but who cares? It sounds the exact same. So let's start with the Seattle Dragons and DC Defenders. After Cardell Jones for 16 and 26 and gets two TDs on the day, he leads the DC Defenders to a 31-19 victory. Yeah, and I thought the D.C., you know, they came out right out of the gates. They got on the board early. Um, I thought Dr. Cardiel Jones, he looked like he looked, people were already chanting MVP after that, that first drive. He's out there looking like Lamar Jackson. I thought Cardiel, he looks very, like, to be in good shape. Looks like he's throwing the ball very well. And we'll see how this goes because you never know. You know, there could be some NFL teams that's already looking at Cardiel Jones, you know, that think about signing him. And maybe it's all he took is one game. So I think this could not only be a breakout for him in the XFL. This could eventually lead him to an NFL contract eventually. So I thought so far so good. I thought the D.C. fans showed up. I thought it got pretty loud in there, all things considered. Um, I, you know what? I, I was, could literally see an, an XFL team at that new crew stadium. Yeah, exactly. I think that'd be you know, that. That's actually a very perfect fit. Um, and yeah, I thought it was a fun. It was a fun game to watch. And uh, DC, they're going to be a tough team to beat going down the road. That is something to in, be interested in. There. Let's go to our next game in the XFL. How about LA Wildcats versus Houston Rough Riders? If you saw this game in the first half, you were you would be mistaken and said this was a very close game. But the the second half happened, and boy did the second half happen. Yeah, uh, it was a literally pour on the offense and just watch, watch good old P.J. Walker score four TDs and lead his team on to victory. Yeah, you want to talk about some good players? P.J. Walker's just that. Now another backup QB in Houston's Connor Cook, the former Michigan State quarterback. So at some point, I would like to see him play, maybe not on Houston, but for another team. But P.J. Walker, man, I mean, P.J. Walker played well, very excellent too. You know, you got, got a lot of these players trying to go out and be, you know, try to prove to people on national television how good they are. But that Houston team was, that's the second half team for sure, definitely. You want to talk about Mahomes and comebacks? I think this Houston team can come back on anyone at any time. And that's something to be watching there. You got the L.A. That was a 37-17 game there. 
We go to Tampa Bay in New York, day two. Day two was good, but we we knew you were going to have one stinker out the bunch. Uh, you have to say, Mark Trestman said, let's be conservative. Yeah, definitely. The XFL said, bleep your conservatism. You better score a point. <laughs> yeah. Wow. yeah. You, and you know you're bad when Connor McGloin scored a running touchdown, scored a touchdown running the ball, had a few, scored a running touchdown and a regular touchdown to beat you. And that wasn't the only touchdowns as well. Pearson had a great game as well. He got himself a touchdown as well. And, And it just was that type of game where even the defense got some touchdowns in the game as well. Yeah, I saw someone even say who's going to be the this te- who's going to be this league's uh, whipping boy team, as you will. You know, the team that everyone always just destroys. A lot of people are saying it's going to be Tampa, but a lot. Of, I've also saw a lot of people trash Tampa's jerseys yesterday on Twitter too. So you know, it, it was a loss loss for Tampa. <laughs> you know, the sad part is Tampa just cannot get a break. No. You had very bad quarterbacking from Jameis Winston. You probably were a Tampa fan saying. Yes, we're going to get good quarterbacking in the XFL. No. Still still, uh, still, no good football in Tampa. But you know what? They got WrestleMania coming next year. So I mean, This year. They, or this year, excuse me. So you know what? And they got <coughs> don't they, have, they have a Super Bowl coming next year too. So you know what? They got events to host anyways coming up. So City of Tampa, I don't, I'm not crying too much for them. But, I mean, yeah, their teams, boy, whew. Can someone just Don't worry, do their something teams down there? will not be in any championship opportunities no. whatsoever. No. Just letting you know. 23 to 3, Tampa Bay barely shows up against the New York Guardians. And the Guardians defense, I got to say, looked really good in that game. Oh, yeah, they did. I thought their defense, they played really well. They got, you know, put a lot of pressure on uh, that Tampa Bay passing offense. Got nowhere, could just move the couldn't move the ball at all. And next week, I believe it's that New York team takes on D.C. So we'll see how that defense compares against a D.C. team that has a pretty good offense, it seems like. Yep. And the final game on this XFL huddle, we go to St. Louis. We go to Dallas, Texas, where the Battle Hawks take on the Renegades. Renegades looking pretty good here, but it looks like the Battle Hawks take it in a very tight, very close game, 15 to nine. Looked like Bob Soup's grind it out kind of killed him on here today. Yeah, it was a defense for St. Louis really emerging for this. They got some offense, I can see, but you can tell offensively, especially the pieces aren't there. And I can, I just from what I've heard from people from uh, you know, because I was in St. Louis a few years ago working for them. Uh, Colonels and Blues from reporters that I know from St. Louis they can tell me they told me in fact that this St. Louis team is they got some time it's going to take a while for them to keep getting a little bit better you know they're not expecting to come out in every single game and play like this or like you know go out and just dominate teams they're actually expected to get beat more than win but we'll see St. Louis they look pretty good I mean it's hard to tell obviously this early in the XFL season how good they're really going to be but you know they got the win they went on into Dallas and now they got a they got a 1-0 battle coming up against Houston, and now that's going to be a real test because I think this Houston team's for legit. We'll see if St. Louis, how well they can hang in there against Houston. And isn't it refreshing to talk 
football oh. and and not have to worry about hey what controversial flub flub up did the did the refs do refs do yeah because oh, yeah. the refs were amazing the officiating was awesome. I thought the officiating was really good. I mean, maybe there's one or two incidences where it's like, okay, you might have messed it up there. But notice when the rest of them make a decision, you didn't all of a sudden hear boo. Right. You didn't hear, you, didn't hear, you just, they. a lot of times they made the right calls. They made the right calls, and there was a, there was literally, everybody was talking about the reps playing with the Xbox controller, like watching the video going like, one, two, eight, like, it's close. I want to pull it off, but I didn't want to pull it. But I loved that they did that. <laughs> it's yeah. It's not like because for for me as a fan, I got to see how you wanted to call it. How did you want to do it? Yeah, and they got most of the calls right. And the other thing is, it's not a scenario where there was penalties. Oh, let's go review it and let's still just make it the same call where it is in the NFL, where even for flags they review it and they're like, eh, you know what? We're right because we made the call. This is actually a legit league where it's going to be very hard, for example, like pass interference, to not to get away with it if you're defensive man. This is going to be a very fun league. I think the rules are – I love the officiating. If there's one thing that XFL I think does better than NFL, at least so far, it's the officiating. And I think going forward, it's going to benefit the league a lot. Indeed, indeed. Well, let's give you a quick little look at these. You know what? Let's look at the schedule next week because we got some good games coming up. Oh, yeah. Let's look at week two coming up. We're going to kick it off with the New York Guardians DC Defenders. They won this past week, and boy, oh, boy, that game is your ABC game. Yeah, battle of two 1 0 teams going at it. And like I was just saying, that New York defense versus that DC offense is going to be very interesting, very fun to watch. I would say if this was in New York, New York would probably get the win here based on how well their defense is playing. But being in D.C., this game could go either way. And I think it's going to be a good good one to start right off the bat. Yep. And then you got on Saturday the, the Tampa Bay Vipers, Seattle Dragons. Battle of 0-1's teams and Seattle looking for a little bit of a bounce back. I think they're going to get it. Yeah, I agree, too. I think Seattle definitely is a stronger team than Tampa Bay. I think Seattle, you know, they just... <coughs> They played. They played all right. At the, I mean, they played DC pretty tough. They just DC found a way to, at the very end to squeak it out. But so I think Seattle. I think the Seattle team's actually going to be pretty good overall. I think they're not that bad. I think they played a good DC team who's going to be also be pretty good. And I think Seattle is actually going to do okay this year overall. And then for your Sunday, you got the lost. You got the Dallas Renegades versus the LA Wildcats. Both teams 0 and 1. But there were some there's some good things about this team. Oh yeah, for both sides, I think personally, um, and I think Dallas will. I think the Renegades will do well. L.A. will still see. I think there might be a little bit kind of on the St. Louis end. I think even though St. Louis won, I still think they're uh, about a few, maybe a year or two off from being a dynasty. But. Yeah, that I mean, if both there teams, is a year two, if there is a, assuming there is a year two, yeah, because we, yeah, we were talking about earlier, you know, Vince McMahon and his decisions, etc. Yeah, but Dallas and Seattle, yeah, I mean, this is the two big cities going at it. Uh, it's just, it's still going to be a prime time fun game to watch, no matter what the record is. So it's going to be, I think, I, I mean, I'm still going to going to be checking in it and see how it goes. And final game on Sunday will be the St. Louis Battlehawks versus the the Houston Roughnecks. 
Yeah, and the 2-1-0 is going at it. Let's see, St. Louis, this is going to be their definitely their toughest challenge yet, and I think it's going to be one of their early, very tough challenges for a while later on the season. Uh, this Houston team, I think, is really good. I think Houston's the favorite right now to win it all. And I think St. Louis are going to give them a good shot, but I think Houston at the end is going to pull it out, unfortunately. All right, though, that is your XFL huddle. And you know what, man? That's a good way to kick it right off, and I'm going to do this. And I sound a lot better without the <laughs> echo in my ear. But uh, when we, we're going to take a little breather. We're going to come right back. And we got to talk about the Buckeyes. Because they just released the top four seed, the, the 16, like your four 16, your one to four seeds in each division if the tournament started today. And boy, Bucks are nowhere to be found. And. If you're in the Big Ten, start panicking. We'll explain coming up next. This is Sports Unfiltered right here on the one and only Score On Air, the next generation of sports talk. This is the one and only Sports Unfiltered right here, right now. And alongside John Sterniker, I am Deshaun Isaac. I am with you till 6 o'clock tonight. It's 426 right now in the city. And let me transition back to our duo, Cam, here. Because we got to talk about Ohio State basketball. Do we have to? (laughs) You know, Uh. this is starting to become... This season in the Big Ten, everybody's beating each other up. Which sounds good when you hear it, and then when you see it in action, you just go like, God, no. It's uh, it's so just two steps forward, one step back with this team. I don't know what to say about this team. It's like they expe- we expected them to be good, but it's just nothing has come together with this team. I, and Yeah, the thing is, I think it's a mixture of a few things. With looking at this Ohio State basketball team, I think, A, the Big Ten is just really, really good this year. I think any team at Purdue, Purdue right now, is having an average, the normal Purdue average season that they usually have. Usually at this point in time, they only have four or five losses. They have ten right now. Purdue has ten losses already right now. And I, it's, just, it's a combination of that, everyone beating each other in the Big Ten because I think it is that good. And no one is, you can't, I mean, heck, Rutgers went overtime with Northwestern. So, last night. So, enough said. Any team can beat anyone in the Big Ten. And let's go over some interesting things because today, the preseason number one was the Michigan State Spartans, right? Yeah. They're out of the poll completely. Top 25? Out of the top 25. Wow, I didn't even see that. Wow. So, here's your top 25 right now. Baylor is number one at 21-1. and Gonzaga is 21-5. and They're number two. Kansas is 20 and three. But people are confused on who to put number one. Do you put Baylor or Gonzaga there? So I would put Baylor (coughs) for the reason, simple reason that Gonzaga has yet to prove that they can beat great teams. I mean, Gonzaga, if you look at their schedule and who they beat, like, but this was early, early, early on the season. Okay, you got to win against AM. Congrats. You beat Texas AM. You beat Oregon. Congrats. You beat Oregon. They beat 
North Carolina, but I don't even consider that a good win anymore, which North Carolina, they're, they are 10 and 13. Like, they have a losing record. I don't even consider North Carolina as a good win. Um, and then you got, you know, you've got your one loss was you lost to Michigan by 20, the same Michigan Ohio State beat. And since then, you haven't really gotten some that many good wins if you're Gonzaga. You still, I mean, you only have one loss, but you haven't really proven you're beating that great team. You beat, you got that A&M win, but okay, who, that's great. <laughs> A&M's a very beatable team in the SEC. I think Gonzaga, they're, they're sitting them at two because they have yet to prove they can beat a powerhouse. Baylor, in the Big 12, they've beaten Kansas. They've beaten Oklahoma State. They've beaten uh, Oklahoma. They've beaten the Texas Tech. They've beaten some good teams in the Big 12. Baylor's beaten people. Gonzaga hasn't. That's why I would separate the two, because okay. Baylor's proven it. But cool. at the I same would... time, I'm still leaning about Baylor. That's the interesting thing there. Okay, so this is where we stand right now. Your top five, Baylor, Gonzaga, San Diego State, who nobody's been talking about, but they're 24-0. and 0. They're the only yeah, unbeaten they're, team they're undefeated. In, in college basketball right now. Yeah, Only <laughs> one that can say, we haven't been beaten yet. We don't know what this craziness is. Yeah, and San Diego State's beaten Iowa, and they've beaten Gonzaga <coughs> this year. So they've already proven they can beat some D- okay teams. Um, I would say yeah. Louisville is pretty good right now. Dayton. Who would have thunk, out of all the Ohio teams that we have, Dayton is the one in the top ten. And I know Kyra, if she's watching this, she's shaking her head because she's a right state. I know she's a right state girl, and she's she, you know right state and Dayton do not get along whatsoever. But you've got to be impressed with how well Dayton's been playing. Yeah. Then you got Duke at seven. And then you got Florida State at eight. Maryland is nine. That's your first Big Ten team right there. Seton Hall, Auburn, Kentucky at 10, 11, 12. Your next Big Ten team is Penn State at 18 and 5. West Virginia's at 18 and 5. They're 14. Villanova, who Iowa State beat earlier in the year, they're 15th in the country. Colorado is 16th. Oregon 17th, Marquette is 18th, Butler is 19th, Houston is 20th, there is Iowa, there is Illinois at 21-22, Creedon is 23rd in the country, Texas Tech is 24th in the country, and LSU is 25th in the country. Yeah, and you notice some teams you did not say, Virginia, Villanova, Michigan State. I did say Villanova. They're 15. Are they? Oh, I'm sorry. I misread that. I misread that. Uh, Cincinnati. None of these teams are ranked. Usually, some teams that are pretty good in basketball, not ranked at all. So, very interesting. Did, this is I, a crazy. This is such a I crazy did year. Not, I mentioned Duke, but the thing is, you didn't see North Carolina in there. You didn't see your usual blue bloods. Your North Carolina. Your, yeah, you got your Louisville. You got your Duke, but Arizona. Arizona's not in there. Michigan. Ohio State was in there. Michigan State was in there. They're off the list completely. No, it looks like a lot of teams you're used to seeing is just they're not in this top twenty-five. But this is such a this is such a weird year in college basketball. <laughs> I would have to say so here because I look at the I look at this conference here in the Big Ten and how it is going and how it is moving and how it is just going here. I don't know what to take here of this whole <laughs> game. I mean, 
I want to say it is good, but I don't know what to say about it. I mean, you have all these teams that are just not there right now. No. Yeah, that and the Big Ten, like I was making, just making mention earlier, they just beat each other. All of them beat each other. It's just, you know, you could take a eight and four Penn State, put them against six and seven Minnesota, and Minnesota, I bet, would probably beat them. It's like that. It's just that kind of year where every the Big Ten, they're beating each other, but they're also getting some good wins. They said, who I forget, I saw something the other day. They said something about Big Ten getting twelve. Big Ten teams of the fourteen Big Ten teams getting twelve into the tournament. That's three Big Ten teams in each region. <laughs> I don't see that happening. If that happens, oh, I will come on the show. And I don't even know. I'll do something crazy if that were to happen. You already had your Super Bowl team. You already have your football team one. There's nothing <laughs> crazy you can do unless you're gonna come in here and do like John. Why you have your shirt off? <laughs> Got to reveal like, my Chiefs, you know. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> but that's how college football been this year. It's been that year where you really cannot get a handle on who's who's good, who's bad in college basketball. Yeah. And I think it's just just you, you really can't. I mean, you look at Texas Tech. They're ranked 24, and their record is 15 and 8. They have eight losses. <laughs> they're fifteen and eight, and they're ranked twenty-four. Like any other year, that team—if they're fifteen and eight—you're on the bubble. You're trying to get in. But this year is just such a weird year that they're ranked in the top twenty-five with eight losses. Um, and San Diego State, like your San Diego State, is unbeaten in basketball. <coughs> and I know San Diego State's had okay years in basketball, but boy, this year, whew, they're looking pretty good. And but here's the thing, right now Ohio State stands in a very good position. If the season ended today, they would not have to play in those Wednesday games. Okay. They would not have to play five games to get to the title. Because if you think about it, you have now you have fourteen teams, your your eleven, twelve and your thirteen, fourteen will have to play in. Ohio State right now does not have to play in right now. They're right there at – they're right there. They'd be playing on Thursday. Where they would be playing on Thursday. And that's a big thing. Yeah, you don't want to play that extra day. <clears throat> Nobody wants to play that extra day. Michigan has literally fell off a cliff. Ohio State, we thought, okay, they could beat the Badgers, but that's going to be a rough – it's about to become a very rough road for them here if they can't beat these teams that they need to beat on the road or at home. They need to they need to finish the job here. Their next game is against Rutgers at home. Their next two are at home. They play Rutgers um, on uh, Wednesday night, seven p.m. Then they got Purdue. At home, Saturday afternoon, before you settle in and watch your XFL, uh, you got Purdue at home. The crazy thing is about these two games coming up is they could lose both of them, and the, but they could also win both of them. That's how unpredictable this team and just this conference has become. Because they're playing Rutgers, a Rutgers team that is – they're good. <laughs> Who would have thought? Rutgers of all teams. 
Um, and then you got Purdue, who, you know, I like I said, they look like a pretty average Purdue team out there, not going to lie. But, um, but yeah, it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, yes, indeed. Um, I want to do a programming note here. You've waited, basketball fans, you've waited for this. You know you want to watch this game next this week. Ooh, we got Walnut Ridge versus Lyndon McKinley. The team that the team of destiny that has reeled off nine straight in the city league to win the title versus Walnut Ridge, who is controversial because hey, you you didn't go there in a while. You're going there this year. But Walnut Ridge is good. Yeah. Lyndon McKinley is good. And it's going to be the game in the city everybody wants to be at. But there is only one place to watch it this Saturday. Right here on Score on Air. It is the City League Boys Championship. Corner. I'm, the corner. I'm sorry. My screen, I'm pointing over at the Score on Air corner. Yes, you are. <laughs> Only one place, Score on Air, has the game. We have you covered with everything you need to know. The guys from 270 Hook, Hoops, Zach Fleer, and and uh, Derek, Derek Owens, Owens will Junior. be on the call. We have the best coverage around, and this is a monster, monster matchup that you can only watch right here on Score on Air. Coverage starts at 11 this Saturday. For this monster, monster matchup. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Again, it's Walnut Ridge versus Lyndon McKinley. And boy, if you missed, and here's the thing. You have to be watching 270 Hoops last week when Lyndon McKinley played against uh, Beechcroft. Lyndon McKinley literally said, hey, you might as well be calling us champs now. (laughs) So they're talking. They are talking. And they've beaten some good teams. Some good teams. And they they reeled off. Not, they weren't looking good at the very beginning, but then they reeled off nine straight to win their first league title in 28 years. Oof. So, yeah. Congrats to them, by the way. Congrats to them. Congrats to Walnut Ridge by beating South that one time. They sealed themselves a game in the title game, a spot in the title game. Yeah, but that was such a good game that Walnut Ridge at South game. That was I'm, such a fun game. I still can't get over it. And I think South's gonna have a good playoff run. Yep, we're gonna talk about that in a little bit in the show a little later on. That game right there on Score on Air this Saturday. I'm excited for that. I will be down there um, running some cameras, doing some graphics. I don't know what I'll be doing, but I'll be doing something with Score on Air. Now to our topic here. Uh, Let's talk about where we're at right now in the tournament. We got to talk about bracketology, kids. Oh, yeah. Because I'm pulling up the official bracketology from Joe Lenardi. Because it is getting closer than... Because Later. I'm going to show you what I'm looking at here. Because I'm going to go over here. I'm going to do this. That's me. I'm sorry. I know. I know. We are. We always do this. I'm going to switch here. And I'm going to transition to show you what I'm looking at. 
here's what I'm looking at here. This is the current brackets where we stand right now. We are looking at New York East, everybody where they should be. Right now, Ohio State is still listed right now in a 7-10 matchup right now against Rhode Island State, against Rhode Island. They would have to face number two, West Virginia, again. That same West Virginia team that just <coughs> destroyed Ohio State last time. Yep. Then you got where this is what um, Joe Lenardi is saying as of the seventh, as of the seventh here. So he has not updated this yet, but at the time, Ohio State was in a good position here. Yeah, it looks like Dayton's gonna take that Cleveland spot that was you think would have gone to Ohio State, but Dayton, boy. Yeah, Ohio State has to travel out west, and they would have to travel to Cleveland. But right now, that looks dating right now. Now, how many Big Ten teams do they have in there, I wonder? Let's see. Right now, we have one with Rutgers, two, Iowa. Uh, there's three. There's four. Go back up. Five, six, uh, seven, eight, nine, uh, ten, eleven. Right, according to Joe Lenardi. So, according to Joe Lenardi, he's saying ten Big Ten teams. That's still, that's a lot. <laughs> that is a lot. That's two at least in each region. <laughs> Plus you add in a third one to each. Yeah, that's a lot of Big Ten teams gonna that's gonna be in there. And Big Ten, I think they're gonna be pretty low this year. Um, but yeah, OSU sitting at a seven seed. Eh, I mean, I think they will drop because of yeah. that bad loss against Wisconsin. I don't think they'll drop them right out. They of can it. go higher. They can work their way up, though. Is a the thing. They can definitely work their way up, or they can play themselves out. That's the thing about this season. The rest of the season going forward, every win for the Buckeyes and Deshaun, obviously, you can attest, is going to be big. Every single game. Every single game is a matters. Big game here. now. That yeah. just matters. That matters a lot in this situation. Of should it matter? Should it go on? Should they be good? We should see what happens here. But you, you almost got to take it game by game at this point. You have to. You, you really have to here see what happens and what's going to go on. All right, guys. When we come right back, we got to talk jackets, right? Yeah. It, the jackets have been good. Yeah. They, they got a month. Now they, they split what they did this weekend. We're going to talk all about that coming up next. But I got a whole lot more to get through in a short time to get there. This is Score On Air, the next generation of sports talk. And you're watching Sports Unfiltered with your boy Deshaun Isaac and John Sterniker. Stay tuned. Hey, welcome back. It is Sports Unfiltered. My name is Deshaun Isaac alongside Mr. John Sterniker. Hello. You sure got your hair messy that quickly. Oh my goodness! I got it. Well, I got a haircut today. Yeah, that was part of it. I don't know if you could tell or not. But... I could tell at the beginning of the show, but now it's like really messy. I mean, but well, but I was we trying. 
Yeah. Well, uh, I was going to say real fast. I was, they're trying to gel it, and I was like, well, they're trying to gel my hair, and I was like, okay, you know what? Because I didn't like how it looked, and I was like, I'm just going to go wash it off in the shower and just do my own way with it. And I tried it myself, tried to gel it myself, and yeah, well, it did not go well. So Yeah, it did not go well, but we have some breaking news. Ooh, some breaking news, you say? Yes, yes I, I do. do. Hold on. The sounder we're playing. Yes, breaking news. Breaking news. Because we got a coach fired in the... You want to know if the XFL is a real football... This soon? According, Christopher Brown is reporting via Adam Schefter. Uh, Los Angeles Wildcats have already parted ways with... Defensive coordinator Pepper Johnson. This early, L.A. Oof, I didn't think their beating was that bad. What was the re- Did they give a reason? Uh, I if if Christopher Brown is listening, um, we're hearing if you're asking if there is a reason. So if you hear us and you want to get back with us on that, let us know what that yeah. is. But... Adam Dell also put something in the score on air group chat about it too. So. I'm shocked. That is amazing. Well then, how serious are you? Like yeah. Pepper Johnson, you didn't even last as long as the AAF. No, they have parted ways with their defensive coordinator after one week, one game, and they do up. Oh, we seen enough after giving up thirty-seven. That second half, man, ooh. Man, it makes me wonder now. If Houston's offense is that good or if LA's defense just tumbled. I thought uh, Houston – I you'll see. We'll see Sunday. I think you'll see how good that Houston offense really is and how well they've been playing. I think they're going to really show up against St. Louis, and I'm still fearful, obviously, you know, St. Ballhawks are going to lose. But, boy, you want to talk about making a first impression mm. and not go well. Now – now, here's what they also done. They cut Anthony Johnson before the season began. Huh. So, are the Wildcats the Browns of the XFL? Ooh. Good question. Uh, let's see how it goes. I mean, that they could definitely could be ending up being like that. I mean, we already just saw a coaching change this early in the season. I mean, yeah, that's something I feel now, like I could see the Browns I, doing. I yeah. do see a head coaching change that needs to happen in the XFL, and I think will happen if if uh, if Mark Tressman doesn't learn you don't be conservative with the ball in the XFL. No, because oof, that that loss was because. He was being too conservative with the ball there. That was a rough, rough game. But still, if you're just tuning in and you're wondering, hey, is there any breaking news? Yes, there is. Pepper Johnson. Uh, they don't want any pepper in. No pepper, please, in um, Los Angeles. The Wildcat said, we're wild enough without you. Bye. Gone. Wow. <laughs> 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 yeah, I lost my job after one week in the XFL. I wonder what the reasoning is going to be for it. You said they, so you said they didn't really have much of a reason yet, but I can't wait for this to come out because maybe they, it was just something they were maybe giving him one chance at it, one first good impression maybe to do well, and he just didn't you show it and they gave up. up. You gave you you were your team was in it. 
I would have fired an offensive coordinator over that situation, but not uh, like, eh. Very interesting there. Very, very interesting. Well, let's talk some NHL hockey. We have some really good games on tonight. If you want to hockey out and just chill, you want to. It, it's 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 kind of like Netflix and chill, but instead of asking your girl to come over to watch Netflix, you just watch hockey all night. There's some good games on tonight. There, for there, sure. there are some great games. As we're getting closer, closer playoff time. We are now in the playoff time because we got a game tonight. Tampa Bay versus CBJ. Hmm. It's a rematch. That's going to be a fun one. And Tampa Bay, if you don't think Tampa Bay hates Columbus, you have to be Tampa. Imagine being Tampa Bay last year. You thought, yeah, we're riding high. We're looking good, guys. You. You lose to the little wild card. <laughs> no, you lost. You got killed by the Jackets last year. They they got killed by the Jackets. And the thing is, the Jackets are <laughs> pretty good. Let's look at the standings right now. After, la- after, the, after the Jackets lost last night here, right now, Jackets are still doing fine in the Metropolitan. Yeah, they are. If they can win tonight, they're in striking distance to take that second seed. Who would have thunk? At the beginning of this season, the way they were playing. The way they were playing at the beginning of the season. Panarin, whatever. Pan- now you have the New York Rangers with Panarin. They're not doing good. Uh, you have the Florida Panthers right now. Wobbing around asking for water. It's not good. I mean, teams that formerly had former Blue Jackets have thought, hey, we got good picks with these Blue Jacket players. Bob's team is starting to go like, yeah, Bob's a mental case. Yeah. And you got Artemi Panarin's team. He's become too much of a problem. And now you got Artemi Panarin's team going like, yeah, he's good, but he doesn't drive our wheels. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, I think because I saw something today about how Elvis was named NHL's uh, first star. And it, the thing about the Jackets, I think the problem only problem is going to be, A, who do you want as your main goalkeeper in the long stretch of things? And then B... Can you make enough plays and big-time games to seal wins? Yep, and I'm about to flash up the um, Easter Conference standings for the people who are watching. Um, right now, you got the Boston Bruins right now. the Boston Bruins, Tampa Bay Lightning, Toronto Maple Leafs at 1, 2, and 3 in the Atlantic. Then your 1, 2, 3 in the Metropolitan is Tampa is is your boys in um, your Washington Capitals, Pittsburgh Penguins, Columbus Blue Jackets. Your wild card right now are both out the Metropolitan. The New York Islanders, the Carolina Hurricanes. Teams that formerly had Blue Jacket players on them, Florida Panthers, they're not even in the hunt right now. And then you got the New York Rangers are, well, way out of it right now. Yeah. Now, 
one thing I've noticed looking at this, and I wish I could circle it, but it jackets. You see the shootout losses too. How many wins do they got? Zero. So it's going to be interesting to see if Jackets, if what they do, get into shootout situations come playoff time, how they're going to be able to do because they haven't won one yet. I almost you think don't we have need to, to see play one, the but... shootout in 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 um oh playoffs. It's just overtime. My bad. But anyways, point being is close time. Close. You can see close games. They usually have not do, done the best with it. So they usually seal it up in regulation yeah they usually exactly they usually get their wins in regulation so you go into overtime with like a boston or a tampa bay are they going to be able to pull squeak out that game winner that's going to be the question i think for this jackets team but it separates them from being a great team to a good team what team are they going to end up being i think that's the question everyone wants to ask we know they're good but can they be great all right that's the thing i will say i think the jackets can be great i think they can be good i think that truthfully speaking the Jackets can make a little noise here. I don't I don't have that concern right now of can they be good? I think they can be. Uh let's real quick look at the Western Conference real quick. I'm gonna scroll down here for our people watching. You just saw me scroll down. Bad video guy. Bad. <laughs> so let's look at St. Louis here. St. Louis, they're doing good. They're at 73 points. Colorado's at 70. Dallas at 67 out in the Central. In the Pacific, you got Vancouver, Edmonton, and the Golden Knights of Vegas there. At, really bunched up right there. At 65, 64, 64. Any of those teams could be the top C right now in the Pacific. Then you look at the wild card, you got two teams at 63 and 62. Yeah. And, again, in that Pacific, who really, anybody could be in that Pacific can really make some noise there. That's a good Arizona team. If they get in the playoffs, I think the Coyotes, if they can get find a way to, you know, get in there, I think that's Coyotes team can be dangerous. Because they've, beat, they've beaten the Blue Jackets, I think, believe, twice already this season. They've beaten the Blues, I know, or I, I know at least once. Look out for Arizona. That's a that could be a scary team if they get into the playoffs, and that is a scary team to look at there as we are um, looking closer here. Well, I got to do this real quick. Um, we're gonna take a little breather here, but when we come right back, we got to we got to do our we got to do our little top of the hour thing. But when we come right back, what we got for the people, John? Whew, we got uh we got some NF or yeah NCAA football head coaching jobs come yeah we yeah, gotta we look gotta, at some firings and some hi- hirings going around yeah we got to talk about uh Luke Fickle because Luke yeah. was in the news today yeah the Luke Fickle news we've got NFL some NBA and then obviously our rankings and high school basketball talk still needs to come yeah we got all that and more because if you missed our special we'll go over it in the sports unfiltered way. Plus, uh, what we missed of of uh, all the fun stuff of this weekend. I saw some some high school hockey that I need to talk about here. Ooh. All that and more coming up right here on Score on Air, the next generation of sports talk.
Hey, yeah, welcome back to Sports Unfiltered. We were just talking about TJP. Yeah, well, probably talking about a him lot of people might the, not know who he is, but you know. Uh, TJ Perkins. Uh, TJ Perkins of uh, was on 205 Live. Talked about always him. Dabbed. Always dab. It just goes to show you that <laughs> WWE has no idea how to do do, do um, wrestling, but they sure know how to do football all of a sudden. Yeah, that they do. <laughs> we'll talk all about that. We talked all about that early in the first hour. Let's let's go over to some um, NBA stuff because we had a trade deadline. Yeah. And uh, I want to hit on some of that real quick here because we had a as we had this very interesting trade deadline happen. Um, there was some trades that happened and. Some little controversies and some people not happy where they yeah. at. You can actually see some of them on the bottom. <coughs> yeah, Eagle Dollar, he went to the Heat. Clint Capella to the Hawks. Robert Covington went to the Rockets. I know Drummond went to the Cavs. And that's the one I wanted to talk about. Drummond said, said in very short, man, this is like a business and it's horrible and it's like crappy and it was terrible he, he, he said the pistons didn't even give him a heads up on the trade wow so not uh, so not a good look on anybody there so from a piston to a calf he goes he, he really has not been respected like that no could it be a good matchup for cleveland sure is he there at the right? Is he at the right place at the wrong time? That's the question. Is he going to be here in five years when the Cavs start to become <coughs> once again? Cavs become a. I think it'll take five years for Cavs to become really good again. Will Andre Drummond be here in five years? Probably not. But you know, having said that, it's fun to watch him play as a Cavalier. His first game the other day. Yeah. You know they lost to the Clippers. Really bad. <laughs> of course. Last Why are night, we not surprised there? Actually, they said it was the worst home loss in Cavaliers history that they suffered yesterday. Let's give you that score because if it's the worst home loss in Cavaliers history, how bad was the beatdown? How bad was the beatdown? <laughs> the Clippers, too. I can only imagine. Air hiding the score. Oh, Lord. 133. <laughs> To 92. 92? 92. Oh, 92. I, I, 133 to 92. See, I, all I heard, that's all I heard. I didn't even see the score or anything. 133 to 92. Yep. And I could even give you the box score if you want, if you really want the um, <laughs> full um, torture of that game. Oh, let's hear this. Let's see. They have. This is the Clippers bench. The Cavaliers had Drummond starting in 29 points. He only scored – he scored a respectable 19 points. Okay, that's not bad. Not – the most points out of all the all the uh, Cavaliers. Sexton scored 13. Love scored 10. Those were your only double – that was only your multiple – those were your only um, double-digit scores. Hinky, Mick Hinky had nine, uh, and everybody else had seven or six. Oh, Porter. Porter Jr. 
seventeen off the bench. And you know what, Porter Jr. for the Cavs actually he's been playing decently. I think for Cleveland. Why? Like, here's my thing. You need to have him as a at least on the floor because at least as a five or a four or, or as a two with because Osmond ain't doing the job right now. No. Or Garland. Osmond or Garland ain't doing the job right now. They came in at seven and six and they're your starters and your bitch player Porter is scoring seventeen points. Yeah, they you need you need a change in the lineup. You there. need to change that lineup yesterday. It's like, do they even care though? That's the question. Do the Cavs really I, even care? I, I think at this point they're they're realizing we need to tank, but there's but the problem with this year is there's no good player to tank for. No. Who do you tank for? You, there's nobody out there that you should tank for. Sexton, they remember they drafted Sexton two years ago, I believe, and then they drafted Garland last year. And we're seeing now how it's going for the Cleveland, so that's a whole mess of an organization right now. Whole a, mess. A whole utter mess there. And and if you want to know their record right now, it's 13 and 40. They've only won 6 games at home. Folks. Now, I've got a good question. Are they the worst organization in in the big four sports that you know of? If you take the NFL, NBA, NHL, and MLB, are the Cavaliers the worst dynasty right now in all of sports? That might be a fair question to ask. You know what the worst part is? That you actually ask, are they the worst dynasty? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. you think dynasty as, wow, look at all this greatness that they put before you. No. Not with, the, not with Cleveland sports. With Cleveland, here's the problem. There's they're in their own city. We just had to say, are the mm, are the brown is is a the Browns of B. When your team is synonymous with sucking, you I'm sorry, you are oh, now you it's... are legendary. Yeah. You are the New England Patriots of suck. It's so hard to watch. Congratulations. Them. Cleveland Browns, you are so good at sucking so badly. You are now the New England Patriots of suck. Yeah. We we have to have parades (laughs) in your honor of the amount of suck that you have put before this earth. Remember the 0-16 parade? (laughs) (coughs) I'm glad I'm not a Browns fan. No offense. Because I know a lot of people, my roommate is, so I trust me, I know. (laughs) I'm glad as well, but the thing about it is it is so horrible to be a Browns fan. Imagine Browns fan. My grandma was a Browns fan, and I told her every single year, why, Grandma? You have a bad heart. <laughs> you, you don't need to cheer for this mess. I, I'm, I'm willing to make you a Tennessee Titans fan and give you a good team to cheer for. At least give you for. wins, yeah. And give you wins. <laughs> Even when my team sucked, I realized. At least I'm not a Browns fan. At least we have hope. You to have winning grow. seasons, at least. There's hope that we can actually improve and grow. Yeah, Browns. It's just always been a dead, 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 dead <coughs> team. It's always been a dead team. And and the problem with the Browns is they're not like this team this year was not overly horrible. It's just 
I don't think they care. I don't think they care about being good. No. I don't think, yeah. And it's like the poor Indians are trying to carry the load over there, up there in Cleveland. But it's like, well, how much, what can the Indians, what can they keep doing? I remember that, what was it, a few years ago, Cavs won the championship. Indians almost won the championship. And the Browns were supposed to be really good. Well, here we are now, all these years later, and Cleveland back to being a dumpster fire. Well, let's talk about the NBA and where we stand right now in the standings. Because, man, oh, man, I have to talk about the standings real quick here. Because it's gotten very interesting. And we need to talk about the 76ers real quick here. Yeah. The 76ers, my God, they are a dumpster fire. And as much as we talk about the Knicks and how bad the Knicks are, they are not as bad as the Cleveland Cavaliers this year. No. I mean, the only team that would, I would say maybe compete, and that's over on the west side, is Golden State for how bad they are, too. I think but those two teams— But the thing about the oh. Golden State Warriors is you don't have Steph, you don't have Clay, you have an excuse to suck. Yeah. This is cosmic payback for those championships. Cavs, they don't have much of a reason. That's the thing. They've got, they've been, now we're on year three. What is it, year three, year four now since losing LeBron that we're trying to build up, or year two. Is it year two without LeBron? It's been, yeah, it's been two years. It's been two years. So we're on year two. We're about to be on year three. At some point, we got to. If you're Cleveland, you gotta start to get more wins here. I mean, it's one thing to you know you lose your star player, and you, we gotta build around this guy. We gotta get better teams. Okay, well now this is the second year now. You guys are struggling, and not, we're not seeing any improvements. Three, four, five years. You know what's gonna happen? People aren't gonna go to the games. You're gonna lose your full, entire fan base because you guys just would, would can't move, win. Would they move to Columbus? That would be interesting. That would be weird. Would Columbus actually want to support that team? Yeah, if the Cleveland fans, if they keep hopping off like they are right now, hopping off the bandwagon, um, I shouldn't even call it a bandwagon, the fandom wagon, because, I mean, they are a lot of fans are have been with Cavs for a while. They're hopping off now. But Here's you move to Columbus, thing. yeah. You get to make more money and make new money, but after a while, Columbus, you got the Blue Jackets in the same building actually going to the playoffs. You got the Buckeyes literally down the street you got the clippers down down the street from you literally a walk down there and you got the saved crew and you got the crew who who i need to see how they do we're going to talk about the crew next week for sure because we're going to talk about the mls and i I, i'm going to ask you about their jersey coming up here oh i saw it i saw i'm going to pull up the jersey new crew jersey because when I pull it up, I, I, I think you're going to have a comment or what's your feeling on it here. Because I, I, I'm going to admit I liked it. I kind of like it. Okay? I liked it. It's a good jersey, dang it. I saw it, what was it, two weeks ago I saw the jerseys by Kim... I got to see him again because from what I remember, I thought they were – yeah, okay, here we go. This is the jersey. It's kind of squashed down, but 
it's it's a lot longer looking on my screen. And you know what? I saw a lot of flack on that. A lot of people don't like the jerseys. I don't mind them. I, I think don't they're mind I actually them. I think they're kind of cool the way they look. It's like I think it's that little the middle part, you know? It's not like the stripes or anything. It's just that middle part below the logo and all. I think I they, like that. I think they may have hidden some Columbus like like landmarks in there. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking it's like a map of something, but I'm not sure what. <laughs> I don't know what it is. But I'm like, sure it has to do with Columbus. It's pictures of arches or something. Might be. I don't know. That yeah, it's looks very, it's it, interesting. Yeah. But uh we you know what? We're about near our break, our first break of this hour here. But when we come right back, man, and we'll make this really quick for everybody here. Because we're going to go right into it and right back into the show. We Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We promised that I was going to do the NBA stuff. Dang it. Sorry about that. I I literally forgot that I needed to do some standings real quick. But before I go to the standings, let me sh- give you this. The top eight in the NBA go to the playoffs, by the way. So how I'm going to read this is I'm going to read this like top eight teams. Go go through. So there you go. That's how I'm reading it. So, as we look at it right now, if the season ended today, Milwaukee would play Orlando. Brooklyn would have to go to Toronto. Indiana would have to play the Boston, Boston um, Celtics. And then Miami gets Philadelphia. Orlando is 22 <coughs> and 31. Yes. And they're in the playoffs. Yes. Welcome to the NBA, buddy. Oh, Lord. This is me doing that. Welcome to the NBA, buddy. Oh, my goodness. The Can, is suck this, is, is the East real. that bad this year? It's either that bad or that decent because then you go down here, you got Washington at 18 and you got Washington at 18 and 33. Chicago's at 19 and 35. Detroit's at 19 and 36. Then you got New York at 19, 17 and 37. And people talk about New York like they're bad, but here's the truth. New York is actually not as bad as Cleveland. There are three teams worse than the Knicks, than the Knicks right now. Charlotte, Atlanta, and Cleveland. Hmm. That's bad. In the West, i.e. LeBron land, you got the Lakers at 39 and 12. Denver's at 37 and 16. Utah's at 37 and 16. Utah's at 34 and 18. Houston's at 33 and 20. Oklahoma City's at 32 and 21. Dallas's at 32 and 21. Memphis at 27 and 26. So, if the play if the season ended today, LA would get Memphis. Denver would get Dallas. Clippers would get Oklahoma City. Utah would play Houston. And let's say we could replace a few of these teams right here in the NBA. Like right here. Who would have a record good enough to go to the playoffs? Because I think 31 is respectable, right? Yeah, definitely. Portland, you would put Portland in over. Portland has a similar record. They're twenty-five and twenty-nine. 
San Antonio is 22 and 30. New Orleans is 22 and 31. Sacramento's 21. The Kings. The Kings are 21 <laughs> and 31. Phoenix is 21 and 32. Minnesota is 16 and 35. 16 and 35. And they would have a shot. They would probably be in the picture right now. Yeah. Playoff picture. In the if this was not really like these teams right here down to Phoenix they would be in the playoff hunt in the in the um, East. In the East. That's bad. Except Minnesota and Golden State. That's really bad. <coughs> but in the West, they're also Rams. So that's how they work in the Rockets West. Rockets in at five, I see. Yeah. I, I think this is hit or miss. I think this they need to do this. this is, I give this year and next year for Houston. If not, I think they're going to be start to become a weaker team. So I'm giving them this year and next year to be make it – but we'll see. Houston, this is the so, now so or never. So you think they're going to blow it up? I think Houston can go on a big playoff run if they get in. I think they're banking on this year or next year to uh, make a nice – go far in the playoffs. I think we'll see how this Westbrook thing goes. I think long-term it's not going to work out, but I think for the short-term it could. That's why I give it a few years because if this Westbrook thing doesn't work out, Rockets might implode, and I could see them basically what the Warriors are now. That's where I could see Houston becoming. So Rockets, they just got to get the ball moving. They got to get the ball rolling. They could steal a four seed and get a home playoff round game the first round. They're in this. They're in this. But we'll see. They obviously they you got LeBron in there, so that's not going to be easy. But we'll see. With that, we'll see there as well. And as we keep this show and give you what you need on a very busy and crazy uh, weekend sports. We're going to come right back with some fun stuff for your ears and what you need to know. And, John, what's what's next on our list here? Well, we got some college football. We got to talk about Luke Fickle, obviously. Oh, what's yeah, been we got to talk about him. him because Luke said, I don't want to go there. <laughs> we're going to talk all about that coming up next. And where did he not want to go? Hint, it was a Big Ten team. And he does not want to go there. And we'll talk about who the remaining candidates are and all that and more. Coming up next, this is Score on Air. And this is the next generation of sports talk. Stay tuned. Sports Unfiltered continues right after this. Don't mind us, we vibing. <laughs> hey, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. It is Sports Unfiltered on your uh, Monday. I'm Deshaun Isaac alongside John Snoneker. Woo! Woo! What's up? You had to pull out that you had to pull out that freaking uh just for just for Logan somewhere that Ric Flair woo. I'm sorry. It, it just it has to be done. It had to it's be just done. Just a tradition. It um, had to be done, show. ladies and gentlemen. Speaking of that, uh, we got to talk about some coaching things that happened this week, and I am going to do something that I'm taking advantage of here. That I had a camera that I can do that on. 
and I don't look like I'm twitching anymore. <laughs> because I could flip myself out the camera and into the camera and give you the oh, John yeah. cam. Who? Like that. It's yeah. got the master, master control, MC. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, we had a we had coaching news that that it, after our show left last week, um, Mark, we talked about D'Antonio was going to be the coach, and he's going to be there for a while. And we said, oh, D'Antonio, he's good. Until D'Antonio said, I'm stepping down. Yeah. After 13 seasons and three Big Ten titles with the Spartans, he decided to step down. A name came up really high on the list. Luke Fickle, former Ohio State Buckeye and all that stuff. But he made it crystal clear on Monday that he's staying with the Bearcats program after he was pegged as the top candidate to take over in East Lansing. This one came after he met with officials from East Lansing, with Michigan State officials, about the opening. Now, Fickle is 26-13 and 13 in three seasons with the Bearcats. He has posted two straight 11-win seasons and landed in the top in the final AP top 25 in both of those seasons. So, so Fickle's out. I'm going to read some names of some coaches that could be there. You ready to hear who's, who's there? Yeah. Here's who's out right now. Matt Campbell, he's not there. Pat Narducey, he's saying I'm staying. Mel Tucker, he's gone. Luke Fickle, he's saying no. Brent Pry, no. Here's who's left right now. Jim McElwain is one of the top names out there. He, 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 he made an amazing turnaround this year. So here's what he's done. He turned around a team that was 1-11 in 2018 and posted an 8-6 and six record and won the Mac West title in his first season in 2019. Oh, that's good. Tuh. So, good coach there. Yeah. So, that's a good coach to have. He's been in five. He's been bold, Pierce's. He's been good. He was... He won the SEC East in 2015 and 2016 while with the Gators. Yahoo Sports reported Monday that California's Justin Wilcox and Kentucky Mark Stoops could be included on that new list. Mark of Stoops, camp. huh? Not a bad pick there. No. I mean, Mark Stoops is not a bad coach. He's not the bad, not the worst choice you can make. Alabama offensive analysis Bush Jones could be another option considering he has significant head coaching experience at Central Michigan, Cincinnati, and Tennessee. No. Oh. Eh. Eh. We've heard that name. I heard before that name. The name be- before. And I'm going to give a name that, that they need to avoid at all costs. Lane Kiffin. I'm just kidding. Brett Billima. Yes. They're saying he's another high-profile pro- high name to keep an eye on. Sources have told CBS Sports, mainly his people, that he is interested in the job after spending the last two seasons on the New England Patriots staff. He was named the outside linebackers coach for the New York Giants last month, but would likely sprint to East Lansing to get another shot at a Big Ten job. Now, CBS Sports is saying they should hire Bielema. I'm saying you should avoid Bielema at all costs. Did you see what he did at Arkansas yeah, he, he destroyed the program. He didn't just destroy that program. 
it turned from pig suey to pig. Jesus Christ, what did you do to that pig? <laughs> exactly. Did, did, you, did you try to do some the human centipede on a pig? Yeah, it was it was awful. It was terrible. I mean, he went he took a 10 usually Arkansas at that point was about around 8 <coughs> was getting 8 9 10 wins a season and he found he found a way to take them to a 2 and 10 season with Arkansas. 2 and 10 Arkansas he, went. I think he was more of an overrated coach in the Big 10. Yeah, he was. And the current Big 10 as it is built right now is not built for Brett Bielema. Mm. It just wouldn't work either. I don't think Brent so. Brent Bielema is Michigan State's coach? That just doesn't even sound right. Doesn't sound right as well. And they're saying he abruptly resigned amid allegations of NCAA violations. So could there be NCAA violations that we know about that we don't know about? Yeah, there could be. I mean, for for you to leave at this time of year, not very coincidental. Not any, <gasps> excuse me, not any other time of year, but that particular time of year, you usually leave before a bowl game, but not before your college recruiting season and all that stuff go down. No, and I think Brett Mielma, if you look at his track record when he was at Wisconsin, he was always the guy that you know. Could get you some good big-time wins, but he was never going to be that coach to carry Wisconsin to the promised land. He was never going to be that coach to do it. And I think the problem is here for Michigan State is, well, they just lost a coach that was just that. He could get you some big-time wins in D'Antonio, but he also he couldn't win the big ones. And I think Michigan State, you know, we're at a point now, Michigan State, they get about six, average, they're averaging about six and six, seven and five set win seasons. And I think at some point you got to get a coach that will get you over that hump, like okay, AKA Ohio State Urban Meyer. When Ohio State was down and they lost Trestle, they got Urban Meyer, and Urban he turned them from just a good, great program to a top elite program, like all around the nation. That all began with Urban Meyer. Now, if Michigan State if they can find someone to start to get the ball rolling with that, then they're set. But the problem is, what coach out there wants a job like Michigan State that's been down for so long? I would not go for a job like that at all because exactly, yeah. because I look at Michigan State right now, and I have to be honest. I, would I go with a Michigan State like that? No, because Michigan State has this problem. Michigan State is that team that has a lot of potential. Yeah. In the Big Ten, they could be a top-crust team. They could be up there with Michigan. Right now, Michigan ain't up there with Michigan because Michigan – wants to stay with with Harbaugh, but that's another topic for another day. Yeah. My issue there is very, very, very easy here. If you got a guy like Bielema, Bielema was in the SEC West against really good coaches. He couldn't prove it against those types of coaches. And what we've seen is Wisconsin can run itself. Wisconsin didn't run because of Bilama. They ran because Bilama really wasn't even supposed to be yeah. a factor like that. No. And I don't know why Bilama is is even being considered for any coaching jobs or anything pertaining to coaching. That is a guy I would stay far away from, not because of what he 
was, but what he is, which is a guy that cannot seal the deal on these big games. Yeah. I could see him going real ma. I could see him going to like a maybe like a Mac school or something. <coughs> I could see him starting out like maybe going back, starting restarting, going to a smaller school and trying to build a smaller school back up. But to just go straight to Michigan State, I uh, I don't I don't see it. I don't see it either. I'm I'm not a big fan of him, and I don't see it. I am trying to see it. I'm trying to imagine it. I'm trying to think of it. I can't think of it. Yeah. I'm being honest here, and I look at that guy, and I just go like. You you murdered a program, and then the next coach after you couldn't try to hide um, his affair, but <laughs> couldn't hide it because he got in a freaking motorbike accident. And then you had to explain, like, yeah, I got in a motorbike accident. Uh, yeah, there was a second person. I, I don't want to talk about it. It's just a whole mess in Arkansas now. Arkansas went from respectable to now – God, stay the heck away from Arkansas. Yeah. And it all started with Bielma. True, true, true. Um, You know what? I'm going to take this time to actually plug something here. And what I want to plug for you is 270hoops.com and our, and our um special that we did there. Our special that we did yesterday was a very good special. We previewed all of the central... Of the whole central um, basketball of that whole of the whole um, central division for the um, cop, for the high school basketball playoffs, and we're going to be talking about that a lot here from Two Seventy Hoops. And if you want to check it out, we have it on our Score on Air page, which you could check out right now at Score on Air. Or I'll do you one better, buddy. I'm going to do you one better. Bam! There you go. There is that beautiful site. You can check out all the shows. It even gives you a little link where you could do this. You could watch us live at Your Score on Air. And right here, you see us videos. And you could click that to see us talk to you live. So click that, click videos, and there you go. There we are. We're live right there as you see us. And right there you can hit us up and see what we're doing and watch all your favorite shows. And that includes um, Amateur Professionals, Ball Don't Lie, which is premiering, I think, Thursday. Yeah. We got an XFL show. We got Stern TV's coming. Stern TV <laughs> that is coming. I need to work on your logo. I'm sorry, man. I've been, no, 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 no. Yeah, you're good. I've been like this past week. I was sick for the most part. I used to have to send you pictures actually for that, anyways. But yeah, we got that coming up. We got so much more coming up, and we got live sports as well. Just keeps getting bigger and bigger. So, so make sure you got you got our score on air Facebook page there. You hit us up and follow us at your score on air, or you could hit us up via our page right now at your score on air, and you could read all those wonderful blogs, everything, including a new one up there that I just noticed is up there. 
written by our very own Logan Morris. Ooh, look at that. So go read Logan Morris. He did an excellent job on the call yesterday. He did. And a matter of fact, this was just posted seconds ago. So go check that out for your eyes and make sure you make that a part of your sporting way. Check out the all-new scoreonair.com and read great articles like that one from my boy Logan Morris of Loganity, which we need to remind you, Loganity will be, have, I think they have a guest coming up relatively soon. One of the champions from from New Ohio Wrestling, from yeah. Ohio Wrestling. Ooh, Onyx going to be rocking with them. I'm, if, that's if, tomorrow, right? Yeah, that's tomorrow. And if Styles is in the building, if Styles is in the building, <laughs> we would like him to come on in. So, Styles, I, I'm calling you out, brother. Where I, you at, Styles? Where are you at? We Sports Unfilter is calling you out here. Because we want to talk with you about this guest for tomorrow, this monster guest you got tomorrow for your show. So, yeah, we call you out, uh, and we're going to – I'm not sure should I do it in classic WWE style, bring a midget in and do all that stuff. <laughs> cut a promo on him. You could cut, just cut a promo. I can. You know what? But but I'm a cerebral. I'm cerebral with it. So, uh, let me, so you're Triple H. So let me explain something to Loganity here. Loganity – you can go on and be as observant with the words as you can be. The point is this. You can cling on to your, your, your nostalgia, your love of everything. We don't cling on to nostalgia around here at Sports Unfiltered. No, nostalgia is something you hold on for five seconds and throw it in the trash. Because the now is here. We are the now. We are the next. We look forward. We aren't the we aren't looking back. We are next. And Logan, you may look back at your at the past, but I'm here to remind you the future is here. The future is SU. And the champs, well, I think you know who we are. Yeah, yeah, that's right, Deshaun. That's right, Deshaun. We, we're going to cut, cut a quick promo real fast. All right, bro. From Cleveland to Cincinnati to Columbus, from St. Louis, from Kansas, from wherever, you can name your destination. You can name your place. You can name your time. You can name your – you can name whatever it is that you want to name. But at the end of the day, it will always remain on Mondays. The Sports Unfiltered show from four to six with Deshaun Isaac and John Sternicker. It will always be that like that on Mondays. And don't forget my boy Renegade Ren. Look, He's so busy. You've got your nice Loganity on Tuesdays, which is a good show. But here, this is where the real this is where real talk happens. Ain't that right, Deshaun? True that, my brother. True that. And matter of fact, I know you want to talk about high school football, high school basketball, but before we do. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna do something for you here, John. I want you center up in the middle here. Get that mic to your center here, because I am going to give you the camera, and I'm gonna let you unload on WWE's booking. Okay, so you're gonna let me. 
I'm going to air my grievances. I'm going to let you air your grievances. I am going to step off the camera right now and fire away Mr. Sterniker. Okay. So, real fast. I and Deshaun can attest to this. We've been wrestling fans forever, okay? We have been wrestling. Well, how, Deshaun, how, you real fast, how long have you been a wrestling fan for? I have been a wrestling fan for many years. I've seen it. I'm trying to get back into it, like really get back into it. But I've been there since the Attitude Era. I've seen it through ruthless aggression. I'm not liking what I'm seeing now. Yeah. But but I'll let you continue, Mr. Sterniker. So let me first say that Raw right now, I think Monday Night Raw, Monday Night Raw is starting to become actually a decent show. I think NXT is great. I think AEW is on a roll. I love that MJF. I mean, Logan, we'll, he'll talk about all this tomorrow. But that MJF Cody stuff was fantastic. SmackDown, though. Ugh. We gotta, we gotta, we've gotta do better in this show. I mean, come on. The writing, I just, why are we having Roman Reigns in Corbin again? Why? This is the fourth time they're going at it. This is the fourth, fifth time they're going at it now. I mean, do you think the storyline, it's simple. You have King Corbin. You have him basically, I can, let me book this real fast for WWE because they don't, obviously they don't know how to write a normal storyline. I actually like what they're doing with Wyatt and Goldberg. I think that's fantastic and fine. And especially, you got to have Wyatt win that. But I think you've got Corbin, and you've got Roman Reigns. This started back in November of this year, of last year. November. We're in February now. Enough. We're done with it. Let's move on. But you know what? Like WWE, it's a story that just never ends. You know, it's it's just one thing after another after another. It's just you tried so hard, WWE, for years to get people to like Roman Reigns. You tried so hard to do whatever it, it could. Whatever you guys could to get people to like WWE, you tried it. You tried everything you could. And guess what? It didn't work. It did not work. You tried to put them in tag teams with the Shield. It didn't work. You tried to do. You tried to put them in tag teams with whoever. People don't like Roman Reigns. Now, they do like Roman Reigns, and they're behind Roman Reigns. But you're doing you're still you're hurting him with this whole Corbin thing. I'm telling you, nothing against Baron Corbin. He's all right. I don't think he's the best wrestler, but this story is just it it's dragging. We get it. We we got the dog food segment. We did that. We did all that. You're a little fun. But again, they're going at it in Saudi Arabia. <sighs> I don't rant about WWE that often, I will say, because I usually tends all tens of purposes. I love the show. I love to get into it and love what I watch. But at some point, with th this story specifically, and I like what they're doing with Otis, but this story specifically, it needs to end. Because I just, I I usually don't turn away from any segment. I'll at least bear it. I can't bear this anymore. I just, I can't. And this is the last time, this is the last time I'm going to mention this because I don't need to, I don't need to keep going. I need to just keep raining on WWE. I mean, I could do that forever, honestly, about so many dumb booking decisions that they've done. You remember, oh, it was a Hell in a Cell with The Fiend and Seth Rollins. We, we can get all about that. But nonetheless, please, please let this story end. Okay, Corbin, this, this is how it, Corbin won the first time. Roman won this the second time. It should have ended at TLC. We went to Royal Rumble, and now we're going to fight in Saudi Arabia. Okay. But does anyone care at this point? No. no one. Who's going to care? Okay, Roman finally beats Corbin again. Yay, yay, yay. Great, great, great. Guess what? Here he beat him. I just don't see why this, why you got to keep.
going with this. And I think he's, they're gonna WWE is getting a lot of backlash with this right now. I've been seeing on social media every for that post, all the comments are "ugh again, here we go again," and they you know what they deserve to be, you know, ridiculed for it because it is dumb. It is dumb. Let Roman. Let's end this now at Saudi Arabia, okay? <sighs> Please. And then we'll get to Roman and White at Mania, okay? But just end this with Corbin. I'm sick of Baron Corbin. I'm just sick of his faction. I'm done with the whole Baron Corbin in his court. They're trying the whole Booker T thing from years ago with his court with Fit Finley and Regal or whatever. I'm done with this, okay? Enough, WWE. Please, enough. I think I need to go, wow, John, uh, I see you do a lot of talking. It's usually me going into rants and raving. I, I usually carry that um, mantle. That's kind of the acceptable mantle of what I do. I literally gave you a hard cam segment this week. But... I needed it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just, when I saw that... I saw it because I worked. I came back because I wasn't at the Friday night basketball game, which I would have, I mean, been there in a heartbeat, especially over SmackDown. I'd be at those basketball games all the time. But I had to work this weekend at the TV station. So, unfortunately, I got back home, and what's the first thing I see when I get back home on television? Corbin and Reigns in the ring again. I just, it's ridiculous. It's got to be a troll at this point. It just has to. Uh, uh, who's... Like literally at this point, and you were you mentioned something under under Paul Heyman, he has made that show so watchable. Yeah. Even even the Lana Lashley thing, I can get past that. I can get past. I can that. get past that. And then when you start digging in, you now you're starting to seeing okay, this live Lana thing is going on. And the reason that they have Rusev off is Rusev has not signed a contract yet. Yeah. No, he hasn't. I don't think he wants to sign you a contract. You think he could go to AEW? You know, I I would love to see him in AEW, but – and they don't have a guy like Rusev. No. The, I mean, imagine him in NWA. That would be a perfect fit for him. He'd be so comical and just a genius, I feel like. There. He he can be big and bold, and then he has somebody comical that he can bounce off of that can play serious as well in Colt Cabana. Yeah. Now, did you say Lana re-signed with WWE already? Lana has re-signed. Now, see, that's the only issue, I feel like. Lana has re-signed. And you saw Killer Cross is going to WWE, too. <sighs> Guys like Killer Cross is not usually... What I are usually guys that go in there and go well in the WWE. It'll be interesting if they put him at NXT or if they, he just goes to the main roster. I don't know what they're going to do with him, but he's a star. He's he's what you're looking for in a superstar. That is Killer Cross. I expect big things from that guy. I expect a lot of great big things in him. Um, we got some breaking news is just in. Mm. So uh, I'm going to read this. So here's what we got right now. Joel Sherman of the New York Post is reporting that Major League Baseball is planning a radical change to the postseason, perhaps by 2022. So they're hoping to move from five teams. Right now there's five teams in the playoffs. 
They're hoping to move to seven teams in each league and have the teams with the best records pick their playoff opponents. For I'm sorry, for what league did you say this was? Major League Baseball. Oh, they can pick their opponents? They would have the op- the teams with the best record can pick their playoff opponents. Wow. Any change? So pretty much, let's say you're the top team and you want to like, who do you like? Let's say you're the Yankees. Do you want to face the face, let's say, the Indians that season? And there's Indians are hot. Maybe you want to avoid the Indians. The top teams can decide it? Yeah, they can. De- like, the top three teams would be able to pick who they want to play. Wow. Whew. That, I like that. I twist. like that. You got it. You said you saw it. Somewhere. Oh, and we have a comment. Remember our little cut promo I cut? Yeah. Oh, and I look. told and I told Logan very clearly, you can have your nostalgia. It's good to have for five seconds, and then you just throw it in the trash because it really doesn't mean anything. Logan Morris has said the following. Note it. We have something for you. I'm. I'll be glad to respond tomorrow. Check out. The challenge has been we just out. We just threw down, like, why why look back when you can always look forward? They, could take, they might take this clip tomorrow and use it on their show. And I hope and they I do. I hope they do. I hope they do. Because we are not afraid, Deshaun. I'm not afraid of you, buddy. I ain't afraid of uh, – to quote Bernie Mac, I'll actually not quote him directly because – I ain't afraid of y'all. <laughs> they don't want none. They don't want they don't want Here's what none. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do a quick commercial break. And then we'll do what we missed. Cool. I like it. I like it, baby. Welcome back. It is the Sports Unfiltered Show. You know what? Why do we have that monitor on? I've never wondered. I, See, see, now we don't have that echo anymore. But I gotta say to you, man, it's been a great show. We've had a lot of fun. And I like how loose it was this week here. You know what? Something that we missed, and I do want to mention this on the show this week here, as I want to mention this now on the show. Um, Let me do this. Uh, I'm gonna at least talk about it a little bit here. Um, the MLS without New Jerseys this week. Yo, here we go. This is gonna be fun. So, so this is so for the people wondering at home. This is the new Columbus Crew jersey. There it is. It, it's it's a good looking jersey. I mean, it's not bad. It's it's a good looking jersey. There's your Columbus. It doesn't have the star above it. I've noticed that. But there it is, the New Jersey. Let me look up the Ohio on the back and all that stuff. But that's not what we're worried about here. Let me do MLS shop, show you some of these jerseys here. As I'm Actually, let me do this here. Um, we got crew soccer coming up very soon in about a couple weeks here. Oh. Yeah, I mean that we do. I mean the season. The new stadium. I 
you know what? I've never seen. I've I haven't been to the new stadium yet. I need to go there. <laughs> I still need to get over there. Dude, dude, all you be looking at is a plot of dirt. Really. It, it it hasn't really started yet. For the oh, they haven't part. started yet. They started it, but they haven't, you know, started started like a structure or anything. Yeah. So let's look at um the team Columbus hates with with so much passion has a jersey sponsor, Yeti. Ah. Yeti, you know Yeti with the sports oh, yeah. thing and all that stuff. So let me see. I'm I'm gonna look for Jersey. Where are the? So we give the crew probably a thumbs up, right? I would like the crew. Listen, I give the crew a thumbs up on the jersey. I do too. I think just with the whole middle and trying to figure out what it is, like it makes it cool because you don't exactly know what it is. Escape on this one. Uh, I love jerseys that tell, almost tell us what it seems like tells a story, basically, you know? Yeah, and that's the thing. I like the jerseys. They're they're very good. Let me see. I'm trying to find a link to find these jerseys. Uh, but the weird, I'm trying to figure out the weird part of this this year because. Right. Uh, of course, our jersey was worn by Katie Witham, who is the Fox Sports broadcaster, which means they got to deal <laughs> with Fox Sports again this year, which is all fine and dandy. Let's see. I'm looking for the jerseys. Because I, I want you to see some of these jerseys. Oh. I'm sorry. That's per usual me being me. <clears throat> So here are all 26 here. We got them. Here we go. I'll give you some I'll give you some jerseys here. Uh let's look at our rivals here. Chicago Fire, right? Oh boy. Let me flip this over and show you the Chicago Fire jersey. Um that's their new crest, by the way. Kind of plain. Eh, compared to other teams, kind of plain. I mean, not too bad. No. Not too bad. Uh, let's... Reminds me of, like, the Texans colors. It does. Here's a close-up picture of it. Plain. Yeah. Not too bad. And, of course, this year is the 25th anniversary of MLS. There's their patch. Whoop the freaking do! Funny story. Fire were the first team I ever crew game I went to. That's who the crew played. Yeah, that is interesting. Uh, you want to see what what the new teams are going to be wearing this year? Let's see these. Actually, let's let's talk about FC Cincinnati. FC Cincinnati got ripped on a little bit. Oh, their jerseys. I want you to see this up close. Let's be fair. Let's see how busy their jerseys are because. They got ripped on by fans on this jersey. Your thoughts, man. Uh. <laughs> 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 it's something. Uh. It's something. That's like, bro, uh, bro, you, you literally said it very simply with that. Uh. 
about this. This looks too busy. Okay, yeah, this might be a little bit too much here. <laughs> Junk the Javon. It like even wearing it, they look like the person going like, "Look at this! Look what the person's look on their faces." <laughs> she don't look. She wants no parts of that. She wants no parts of that jersey. <laughs> I, like she's looking at him like, "Why did you put this crap on me?" I mean, I mean, look at this. Then she go like, "Why did you put this crap on me?" <laughs> I could have been happy. I could have been a successful winner, but I had to wear FC Cincinnati. She looks so sad. She looks sad. <laughs> <laughs> Probably like, who's this team? Why do I have to? And why do I have to wear their jersey? <laughs> <laughs> oh god! I think we got time oh, for god. a couple more, but I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm willing to do, I'm willing to do a couple more. We got four more minutes on the show. Let me see. Oh my god. Uh, you want to check out Inner Miami? Yeah, I'll bring it. Okay, I'll bring it. Inner Miami's not Inner Miami? bad looking. Let's see, what colors are they normally? They're gonna wear per- pink and black. Ooh, okay. So, so they got the heart foundation. Yeah, and a little teal. Of course, you gotta have that Miami teal. Okay. Now, see, I don't mind that. I don't mind it. I think it, it's it, actually kind of cool. It does look cool. I mean, it's not out of all the jerseys that it could be, out of what it could be, it's not bad. I mean, you can never go wrong wearing pink either. Pink, I, color pink is always just, it's always great. Yeah, it's not a bad jersey. I mean, there, there could be bad jerseys out there, but this is not one of them. It's not a bad jersey. It's plain, but and it might have little cranes around there, but yeah. it's not a bad jersey compared to comparably to other teams and organizations that could have a jersey like that. But, but it's not a bad looking jersey at all. I mean, I've seen worse. And trust me, we can dig and find worse here. Let's try um, Nashville's joining the, joining the league this year. Oh. So let's see what Nashville did. They're calling their jersey Nashville Vibe. So Nashville Vibe. Copiers. <laughs> here it is, and... No, this is not the camera. It looks weird, but there it is. Almost crew-esque colors, it seems like. It, it's blue. It's it's bl- Michigan. Yeah. I don't like that. There you go. There's that Nashville Sound logo. And then their inaugural season, uh, even though the anima- the MLS saying we'll move our team. Like, I'm sorry. Too much of a Michigan jersey. M- MLS, we, we need to talk here. Yeah. MLS, I know you're very addicted to hipsters. Stop it. Please. I, as For the much love as, of God. As much as I want to deal with hipsters going like, I like this IPA. It was brewed weird in a in a weird fashion. 
with T-Bone's signature on it. <laughs> and, and I'm sorry, T-Bone. T-Bone, you don't deserve that. You're a good man over at 97.1 The Fan. And if you are a Core Plus student, you need to be talking to our OMS staff to get on there because they're actually touring touring um, 97.1 Coming Fan. up, yeah. Very soon. <coughs> but so much more we got to do. But, man, oh, man, we, we do this show every week. It keeps getting funner. It does. Next week we'll have Ren back. Ren will be back next week. He's going to be doing his thing. I don't know what I'm doing next week. And then you watching Raw tonight? I usually don't get home till like nine, ten o'clock. I'm going to try to Perfect get timing home. for you to see Lana and Liv. Uh, I mean, the I I'm trying to figure out. I, Lana is like, okay, I get it. You're Instagram. Yeah. But Liv is weird. Liv's cute, but... There's not much more to her. But the thing is, I love me some Paige. Because Paige is like, okay, I get you're the bad girl. And now you like, like, I, I want bad decisions. Oh, yeah. I, I realize I do love bad Paige. decisions are are wonderful. My mom watches Total Divas, so she knows Paige from that. Yeah, Paige is like Paige is actually pretty nice, but then you go like, okay. As a guy, I'm like, yeah, I know what you're from too, but yeah, and why NX, why the NXT belt had to change? <laughs> well, I don't need to go. That's another time. story. This is not the show for that, and uh, this is not the time. But hey, look at the time, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. It's time to wrap it up. And ladies and gentlemen, it's been a great show, everybody. <laughs> Uh, we'll do this again next yeah. week. On behalf of John Sterniker, I'm Deshaun Isaac saying good night, God bless, and thank you for making us a part of your evening. Until next time, we say goodbye, and let's play our let's play our walkout music, guys. See ya.